Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus, and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pure Mind Magic. And as promised, here is just for you a bonus episode with an amazing guest. Her name is Dara Brunston, and we're going to talk today about her magical summit that is coming up next week. Before we dive into the interview, just a quick note, my book is now out how podcasting can change your life and I'll leave a direct link for you in the show notes. So let's talk about Dara. I found her while I was interviewing a speaker of her summit. So I found out about this great summit that is basically all around mindset because it is called Life by Design, Not by Default. So how you can change your thoughts to change your life, actually. And the fantastic thing is that Dara has picked more than 45 speakers from all around the world and she all knows them personally and The speakers are mentors of her and it's really amazing what she has put together there for you. So in this interview, we will talk about the summit, how she created it, which obstacles she had to overcome to make it happen and how you can intentionally design the life you really want to live. So sit back, relax and be prepared for some great inspiration on how to improve your life, take it to the next level and create real magic for yourself. Dara, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here because you have a very, I always, or I almost would say, magical event coming up. Can you give us a few keys? Well, that means a lot coming from you to call something magical. So thank you. A few keys. It's a three-day, completely free, all-online event called Life by Design, Not by Default. And we've got 45 speakers, some the likes of Deepak Chopra, Adam Grant, Jen Sincero, who's the author of the You Are a Badass book series, and many more talking about how to intentionally design your life, how to build a business or a career to fund it, and how to grow a network to support it. That's just amazing. And Dara, 
I'm just gonna building a cliffhanger here in the beginning to get all your listen our listeners in and reveal some behind the scenes look during the end of the interview. But before we dive into this, can you give us a brief overview of who you are and what you are doing? Sure. It's a, such a big philosophical question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> yeah, I know who I am. Um, I live in the U.S. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm part entrepreneur, part writer. I founded with my twin brother almost a decade ago a credit card processing company, which we've grown into 38 U.S. states. And I founded a company called Network Under 40, which produces networking events for young professionals in mid-tier U.S. cities to build friendships first and business connections second. And on the writing side, I authored a children's book series that teaches financial education to elementary age children. And I'm a writer for Forbes and Thrive Global and Entrepreneur and a number of other outlets on topics like lifestyle design, entrepreneurship, and networking. Wow, some really big fields you're dealing with there. And when I watched the first video of you, I immediately had the impression that you are a really inspirational person and you are also like a powerhouse. So I really <laughs> love your energy. Dara, share some secrets with us. How do you get so much energy to make all that happen? How do you start your day and get along? It's so funny to hear that reflected back of how do you get energy because I don't see myself as having any amount of more or less energy than other people because it's just <laughs> what I know. Um, and actually, I learned recently through reading Daniel Pink's newest book, When, about the science behind our energy rhythms and times of day when we thrive more than others. And it really gave me some understanding of how I function because mornings are not my thing. So where most people say, you know, get up, start your day, exercise, do your journaling, do X, Y, Z. I am not that person. I am a night owl and I stay up fairly late. And then I work from home when I'm not traveling, which I do about 60% of the time. So let's pretend this is a day where I'm home. I will sleep till the last minute that feels agreeable, which is like 8.45 usually. <laughs> and I will immediately meditate in bed. And then I will walk downstairs or even sometimes if I feel so slothy, I will work from bed and do emails, which again is exactly the opposite of what so many people tell you to do. They say, start with other things. Don't get stuck in your inbox. But knowing my energy cycles and rhythms, I'm low energy in the beginning of the day and it ramps up for me later. So I take advantage of things that take a little bit less energy or emotion. <laughs> so I do emails first thing. And then I dive typically into phone calls or meetings or creative work or writing later in the day when my energy is higher. Sounds like a really good strategy you have in place there and go along. So do you have some tips for us how you do your meditation, how long and how do you go through? So I've tried so many formats of meditation and I've sort of landed on a combination of things. Um, when I started, and I really struggled with finding something that worked for me, I was doing everything from Oprah and Deepak Chopra's guided meditation series to doing the app Headspace, which is totally free. But over time, I ended up taking a course on transcendental meditation, which is just simply a mantra-based meditation, which helps you go back to that uh, when your thoughts will naturally move away. And then other times I will choose to just think of an intention or a word 
or just focus on my breath. And I will do it for generally about 20 minutes. Wow, that makes a lot of sense and also explains why you have this energy and how you can deal with so many projects you have going on because I think it really needs a clear focus to get everything done what you are doing and when we come to your beautiful summit can you tell us how you came up with this idea and because it's this big vision how you broke it down into steps and how you brought the big picture together it's such a great question because it really was a process of steps and making it bite sizable so it didn't become overwhelming and honestly looking back at the beginning which was about nine months ago to today, if I had known all that it would have taken, I probably would have been too afraid to do it. <laughs> so I'm pretty grateful that I didn't. And yeah, where it came from, uh, ultimately, it was really from a place like I know you talk a lot about mindset on your program, from a place of mindset where uh, about this time last year, I had hit a place where I knew in my gut, like my instinct was telling me without me being able to ignore it, that some new incarnation of my career was on the horizon but I didn't have any idea what that was going to be, which can be kind of complicated. It's like, you know, you want to be an entrepreneur, for example, but you don't know what the idea is. It's similar to that feeling of, you know, something's coming, but you have no idea what it is or how to prepare, or how to move towards it. So I committed to spending many months. I spent about six months going through a lot of personal work and development to figure out what that might be. And after a long and somewhat arduous process I hit this point of recognizing that while I had built these companies and done a lot of things, that the next incarnation was going to be something pretty different. And it would be sharing with the world information how, on how to intentionally live their life. So as I say, life by design, not by default. And the reason for it was I recognized, one, so many people were coming to me asking me how I did it in my life, because my life was a reflection of my intentional doing that. And two, because at least in, in the U.S., because that's the market that I spend most of my time in, it is really culturally normative to chase what a general kind of American dream of success is, which is, you know, go to school, get good grades, get a job, get married, have kids happily ever after. And we have this expression, I don't know if there's a corollary one called keeping up with the Joneses, or as now I like to say, keeping up with the Kardashians, where it's really about you'll never be happy until you get to fill in the blank. It's the bigger house, the bigger title, the more kids, the bigger paycheck, like whatever the thing is for you, that's the next step. And it creates this culture of grinding and burning out and this idea of sleep when you're dead and delaying any happiness or really living until you get to the point of retirement. But what I came to recognize pretty early on in my career was that There's no guarantee that we're going to get there. And when we do, who's to say we're going to want those things or that we'll be able to enjoy them? So why can't we find a way where we can be responsible now, but also really live a life that we want to live on our own terms? And so when that all sort of came together for me, I realized I don't want to be a coach and I want to share this information. So how do I do that? And I thought if I can create a space that's all virtual and is completely free, so anyone can access it no matter limitations of geography or dollars, then I can share this information in a way that I think would be valuable and useful for a lot of people. So that was the genesis of how this began. And to your question of how it evolved, it's been a step-by-step -step process where it began simply with doing every bit of research I could 
to figure out what does it take and what exists online to teach me about how to run a virtual summit. Because not only had I never run one, but I had never been to one. So I knew nothing about it. And there was plenty of information online. And they all gave me the impression that it would be a two to three month endeavor, which as I alluded to earlier, it's been a nine month endeavor. So it was definitely a lot more cumbersome than I anticipated. But each step sort of evolved. Like at one point, I realized I needed a team. So people came and I was able to get them involved in the mission and they helped me out through every step of the way. Or, you know, I came to a point where I realized I didn't have the technical skills on my team to build out the platforms. There was obviously a point early on where I had to do a call for speakers and tried to get the right people to fit the right pieces to make sure that the map came together. And, you know, there's just tons and tons of little pieces that came up along the way that I never would have anticipated, but learned so much through the process and now just feel really proud and grateful that it's going to be out in the world. Wow, that is really fantastic what you've been through there. And you mentioned something really important that you grew as a person. And I think this is the magic key you have to have, like growing on the inside and growing in this role, becoming this person first, and then everything around you will fall into place and you will attract like different people and different circumstances, but you have to do the inner work first. And I really appreciate that you have done it. So it's authentic where you are now teaching people to do that. And Dara, what would you say? Because on your website, I found that all of the more than 45 speakers you have now are kind of mentors of yourself. Why is it so important to have a mentor whether it's online or in real life, and how can they help you like get to the next level or break free from any mental blockages? My answer is really aligned with what you've said, which is that it, we all need to be learning and growing. And for me, that's one of my highest values and one of the things that drives everything that I do. But ultimately, mentors are people who can help shepherd and guide you down paths they've already taken so it can shortcut your years of learning and testing and potentially mistakes that you might have made because they were generous enough to take you under their wing. And sometimes, to your point, that's one-on-one -on -one and that's in person. And other times, that's just by learning through courses or going on retreats or reading books or watching videos because people are creating you know, spaces that that can scale without it being one-on-one. -on -one. And all of that is okay. All of it is great. But it's a matter of seeking it out and taking it in. And then most importantly is doing something with it once you have that information. Like having information and not acting on it is useless. Yes, that is so true. And I think there are so many people out there who are like information hoarders. So they collect all the information and have it all in their head, but nothing happens because the magic kicks in when you implement, when you take action on what you have learned. And I once read something really interesting. It was a quote that said about when it was all about information, we all would be billionaires with a six pack. <laughs> so and I think this is really true. I mean, you can go online and find all the information you need to do that. But 
that doesn't make a difference. So you have to go out and really do it. And this is what I like so much about you that you created this fantastic summit now for people and giving them the opportunity. So it is like you are opening for all the summit viewers a magic door, but then it's on them to go through and make it happen out in the world. So because I'm, yeah. I was just going to add to that. And it's exactly true. And it was because of that, that I had a lot of apprehension coming into this thinking, if I'm putting this out in the world, and I'm putting all of my energy and love and intention into this, I was so nervous for so long that people would view it, and then reflect back that they didn't get value. And I had to come to a point of realizing that there really is so much value in this, and that it's not on me to feel that burden of people taking action or at meeting them at the right place at the right time, because I know that my intentions were pure. And I, and I hope that that resonates with some people who are listening, that all you can do is be authentic and have the best intentions and create the best product or service that you can and are able to, and make sure that you're offering it in a way that there is more value than whatever you're charging. So in this case, it's free and it also happens to be exponentially <laughs> valuable um, but then to have to release some of that, to know that you can't control other people's actions. You can only control your actions and your intentions. That is so right. And Dara, before we move on, I have to repeat this for the listeners because this is really the big magic. So it's hard to believe, but everything you collected with the 45 world-class speakers, breakout sessions, everything you have put together, all the hand-picked speakers, this is really free for people. So <laughs> listeners, you got that right. It's free. So you, you can get access directly. And I'm going to put the direct link for you in the show notes below this episode. So you can go there directly and join the summit. And it will be from September 12th to September 14, 2018. And before we move on, Dara, what happens when people listen to this interview after September 18th? So, so from September 12th to 14th, like you said, it's totally free. And all of the schedule will run on U.S. Eastern Standard Time. However, because we know that people have busy schedules and they're tuning in from all different time zones, like probably many of your listeners, all of the sessions will air still for free until midnight each night of the event, Eastern Standard Time, U.S. And then after that, we have, and even now it's available, what's called a lifetime access pass. This is the only thing that is available for purchase, and it's access to all of the 40. 45 sessions and 20 plus hours of content forever and immediately. So if someone misses it or you want to have it forever, you can purchase that. Great. It's just great. And yeah, because I'm curious, Dara, can you share with us how you found all those amazing speakers all around the world? Well, me sharing on the Summit website that they're my mentors and peers is true. They're all people who I know or have mentored me directly or have been friends. The only exceptions to that are that like Deepak was not a personal contact until the summit. And now I've interviewed him twice. Adam Grant and I had connected. Kat Cole, who's one of our featured speakers, is a friend. Ronnie Turioff, who's a featured speaker, who's an NBA champion and two-time Olympian, actually played for France. Um, he is a friend. Same like Jen Sincero came through my network, but she had been a mentor through her books. So it really is true that these are all people who are friends and mentors in different capacities. And when it came, I think a lot of people wonder, how do you book such big name speakers? I really think that is silly as it might sound, 
what you said is so accurate. And I say, I don't say you said it silly, but I think people might think, oh, that sounds so fluffy. And what I mean is that when you put an intention out in the world and it really is aligned and there's really a need for it and you're doing it from a good place, the cards really do fall into place where they should. And that's exactly what happened. Like I definitely didn't anticipate that I'd get all those people and these 40 other incredible renowned speakers into one place to do this and to do it for free. But they believed in the mission and they believed in me and I was coming from an honest place. And also I had spent the last 10 and 15 years building a reputation and a network to support me and to support the fact that people would want to go out on a limb and help and support this mission and this cause. And that all matters. And so that's why we dedicated an entire day of the summit to building a network and a reputation, because that is so critical no matter what it is that you're building. Yeah, that is so true. And you said it in such a nice way. So Dara, let's talk about the title you've picked for the summit, Life by Design, Not by Default. And I know you are really an expert on life by design. And it's about, yeah, what you mentioned already, setting a clear intention and knowing what you want. And I think this is one of the biggest problems that most people have no clue what they really want or they change it from one minute to the next. So it's really hard for the universe or whatever you want to call it to react on that with all those different thoughts and signals going out from your brain into the world when we see it from a quantum physics point of view. So how does life by design actually work? It starts, in my opinion, by figuring out the why. Why are you doing what you are doing? Why do you want to do what it is that you want to do? And then figuring out the how. And what I mean by that is so often we just go along with the flow of life or the status quo or what path has been laid out for us. And often that creates a situation where people don't really enjoy the life that they're living. And like I talked about earlier, they're delaying gratification and happiness. And this isn't a this isn't a, an announcement or a public service announcement for hedonism. What I am saying though, is to really do the gut checks and figure out, are you aligned with your values and your why behind the actions that you're taking in the life that you're living? Because it's your choice, how you want those things to come together and play out in what is your life. And so once you have some clarification around your values and what you really want, then the how becomes a lot more clear. And even if it doesn't feel clear, at least, you know, whatever the how is going to look like needs to integrate with the why. And so when I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs like both of us or people who have really full careers, often what they say is my career or my business is overtaking my life. And I can only shove my life that I hope to live into the nooks and crannies that are left over from the time that is a tiny bit allotted from what's left after work. And I like to flip it the other way, where instead, first you think, what is the life I dream of living? And how does my career support that and integrate into it and then fund the life that I truly want to live as opposed to the reverse, which we're often told to do? So it does take intention and work and time and self-reflection to do that first step and then to reverse engineer your career to fit into it. But I think when someone starts to do that and they look at it from the big picture perspective and think, if I can dedicate to this, what might my life look like in a couple years from now? And is it worth it? Hopefully that's a resounding yes, because if it isn't, that means you probably haven't 
adequately dreamed and designed the life that you say you want to live really in accordance with who you are and what your true desires are. Yes, that is so true. And that makes so much sense what you're saying there. And I think as a magician, it is the same because when I'm creating an illusion for the stage, I have to think how will it look in the end and then break it down like doing this reverse engineering and I do the same when I consult people or companies teaching them the magician's mindset because the magician always makes the impossible possible and I also remind people of the thing that their time is their most important asset they have and they can't save it for later so there's just the moments and the time the 24 hours they have in a day and it's amazing when you look at that what some people do with 24 hours in a day and how other people waste 24 hours in a day so Dara can you summarize for us what can the viewers of the summit expect when they invest their time in watching all the great speeches I think it depends on where you are in your personal journey. So I think no matter what, people are going to get both com a combination of inspiration and real tools, methods, and strategies to activate them. And then like we talked about earlier, it's up to you to do something with it. But these could be any number of things that would resonate with you. We have in day one, it's really all about what do you want? What does success look like for you and not the people around you? How do you get over fears, hurdles, limiting beliefs? How do you start mapping out what it is that you truly want? How do you access mindfulness and meditation in a busy life? Like all of that is available in day one. And I think that's a really important starting point for most people. Whereas day two is about the career and the business. So how do you do anything from building personal brand components to building out some of the basics and the financials of your life and your business's life if you're an entrepreneur to when you work for someone else, how do you become an entrepreneur in that space and take action? How do you find problems in the world that are, as our speaker Kat Cole talks about, big enough to matter, but small enough to have an impact on and everything in between? And then day three is like I talked about really about the network and the community, because I would challenge anyone to tell me about any single person in history who has done something that matters alone and they haven't had any support They haven't had anyone helping them. They haven't had anyone opening doors for them or just there as an emotional support system. And that's why community and network matter so much. And that's what day three is all about. And the blending of the three make for the success module or equation for a life by your own design. But within there, there are just so many tangible pieces that people can pull out and start acting on one at a time. Wow. So you also have a smart strategy behind it and everything makes sense how you've set it up. And then I think it really makes sense for people to start with the first day and like get prepared for everything that is coming up and building on top. So really good. I, I like that how you approach it. And because I'm I did some research on you also around the summit and on your website. And because I always love to inspire my listeners, I found that you also contribute to Forbes magazine on a regular basis. Can you share with us how you manifested that? Sure. 
So I think funnily, so many things in my career have come from what would have been seen as like crappy circumstances, <laughs> where, for example, when I started my career, I was laid off three times and I had bought a home because I had a restraining order against my landlord when I was 23 years old. And I was so fearful I was going to foreclose on it because I had been losing jobs because the American economy was in shambles at that time. So like all these early stage things were not going very well, which led me and catapulted me into entrepreneurship, which led me into designing my own life. But so your question about writing and writing for Forbes specifically is no different that I had started writing my own blog many, many years ago, simply because I had this memory of being a kid who loved to write and I realized I hadn't been exercising that creative outlet or that muscle anymore. So I started writing for it. And that parlayed to other outlets online that weren't brands that anyone would know, reaching out and saying, will you guest post for us? Which I said yes to, which turned into a meeting in LA on a random trip with someone saying, hey, I saw that you wrote XYZ. I write for Entrepreneur Magazine. Would you be interested in talking with the editor? Which I said yes to, because I think that's so much of life that you do something that feels exciting for you and you say yes when opportunities arise because you're available for them and they feel right and aligned. So I said yes. And then, you know, I'm going to put them on blast, which is probably not the best thing, but I did that for a few years until my editor became a bit emotionally abusive and I was doing it as a volunteer. So I made the decision that it wasn't worth staying there for the treatment that I was being given. So I walked away and I walked away without something else lined up. But when I walked away, I reached out to my network because, again, your network can be so powerful and so important. And I said, I want to write for another outlet like Inc. or Fast Company or Forbes. Can someone help me do that? And lo and behold, they were able to. And they got me introduced to who is now my editor. And I gave them samples and went through their whole process of interviewing to become a writer. But, you know, the it all happened because I was available. I had been building up to it. And then I asked and my network wanted to support me because I had been developing trusting relationships over time where I wasn't seeking anything. Fantastic. So that means you had the right mindset and you were in this alignment. So you knew what you wanted and you were able to see opportunities when they showed up, right? Absolutely. Like if I hadn't been in the right mindset, I probably would have stayed with that other writing gig being treated poorly. And I probably wouldn't have felt like it was appropriate to ask for the help that I needed. And even if I did, I might not have come from the right place where people could feel that. Like people can really feel where you're coming from and they might not have helped me. And so I think to your point, if mindset isn't in the right place and you're not feeling good and you're not doing the work on yourself in the beginning and always, things don't always evolve in the way that they need to. Yes, that is so true. And Dara, you have all these big accomplishments now, what you mastered already. And now you have this fantastic summit coming up. But for the background, what would you say was your biggest struggle along the way? Confidence, which often people are surprised to hear because if you look at my resume, so to speak, we've talked about much of it it would seem like, of course, I had confidence. And of course, I just broke through walls and went for it and never doubted. But it's always been the opposite. My Achilles heel has always been self-doubt and thinking, who am I to do this? And someone else is clearly more established or talented or fill in the blank. And that, you know, has been the thing that I've constantly had to work on. And when we talk about mindset, that's this mindset item that I've constantly had to 
tackle and retrain and go up against because anytime you are a person uh, who values learning and growing like we've talked about and like we both do, you are theoretically and in both of our cases pushing yourself out of your comfort zone quite regularly, which activates and triggers that insecurity, whatever it might be for you. And so I'm constantly coming up against it over and over because each time you get comfortable, the insecurity goes away. But the second you push out of the comfort zone, it flares back up thinking, well, you're not good enough to do that. You've never done that before. Someone else is already doing that their way better. So that's definitely the biggest hurdle that I've had to, to, to face. Wow. Yeah, I'm really surprised. I didn't expect that now because you seem to have all this charisma and confidence. But uh, I'm happy that you're sharing this with us because I think a lot of people can relate to that. And this is also why I've put a whole chapter in my new book, How Podcasting Can Change Your Life, that is called Confidence Booster. But mm -hmm. because it's really like people are attracted to people who have this confidence when you go to networking events. So it, it just feels good to be around someone who has this confidence. And there's this famous saying that knowledge conquers fear. And I think this is a good point to start because when you have more knowledge, it's like the fear goes away slowly. And this is why I can just recommend to do the summit because then people will gain new knowledge through Uh, watching the summit and all the videos you have there. And I think it's also insane that when we think we are doing the same things day in and day out and expect different results. This is just crazy what already Albert Einstein said. So it's really about learning new things. And when we learn new things, you know, this era, we make new connections in our brain. And as soon as we do, we open ourselves up to see new opportunities. Because so far and from a magician's standpoint, you only see what you know. So you can't see things you don't know. Absolutely. I'm nodding my head in a way that you nor the listeners can see. I'm <laughs> so on board with all of that. Fantastic. So we are really on the same page here. And because I know you are such a busy businesswoman, I know our time is uh, running out. But for the end now, Dara, can you put together for us some nice inspiration and some good motivation, like the biggest values people will walk away when they attend your Life by Design, not by default summit now from September 12th to September 14th, 2018? No pressure here. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> you have ghost To, this is just a challenge for you to grow yeah. your your confidence, you know, so. <laughs> totally. Thank you. Thank you for putting me face to face with that. Sure. So <laughs> I think bottom line from a macro level, it will either reinforce for you or demonstrate for you for the first time that you get one life and it is your choice how you live it. And that it is not far out of reach to live the life that you truly dream of living, even if it's one you've been hiding from yourself. And this will give you the tools, methods, strategies, and resources to figure out what that is, how to access it, and how to make it a reality. Fantastic. And because you made that so clear and in this short thing, that gives me time for another question. So, Dara, because you've dealt with it as well, can you give us three keys how to deal with insecurity or 
let's put it in a positive way to become more confident? Okay, let me see if I can come up with three, but two come to mind immediately. One is to take action, take small steps, because I think what often paralyzes us with insecurity is the fear of the big picture. So often what I do and what I know has been helpful for friends and peers of mine is to, like we talked about earlier, break it into small actionable steps and just start moving. Even if it's not completely the right direction or you don't know exactly what direction you're going ultimately, just start taking action because what that'll do is really what my second point is, is it starts to give you data points to speak against the insecurity or the fear. And what I mean by that is when I, for example, tell myself you're not good enough and have these types of insecurities, one of the things that I'm able to do is look both in the past and say, where in my past is there any data or experience to make that true? And when I can't find it, that helps me to debunk this myth that my inner voices are telling me that I'm not good enough or that my other insecurities are true. And then secondly, when you start taking action on something, not only because you're in motion and momentum and it energizes you, do you kind of forget about some of the insecurities, but it gives you those future looking and present tense data points as well to say, oh, well, I was so afraid of this, but now in reality, it's actually not so bad. That I would also say point three is to just remember that everything is temporary. That I remember recently being hired by Chase and they asked me to be an on-site correspondent to interview. And this is ironically the second time I got to interview Deepak and interview Cam Newton, who's a very famous quarterback in the U.S. For, for American football. And I was really nervous because I had never done live on person on person on air, or in person on air correspondent work just like when the first time I interviewed Deepak he was literally the first person I had ever interviewed period <laughs> but in both of those situations what I told myself going into it was this is one moment in one small blip of the radar of your life and what's the absolute worst case scenario that could happen here and when I thought of that and I thought okay and if that happens what you move on and not that many people are going to know or remember Because one of the things I've come to also recognize is that people are paying way less attention to you than we think. Even in this world of social media, we often, I think, are paralyzed by other people's opinions or the fear of what they might be. But when you stop and give yourself some space to recognize that everyone's pretty focused on their own work and while they care and your work is important, that they're not paying as much attention as you think they are. And that should hopefully free you up from some of that fear that might be stopping you from moving forward. Wow, that was so much great advice from you and very straight to the point. I, I just like that. And I have to say, I have uh, blocked in my calendar already the date from September 12th to 14. And despite the time zones, I will be watching everything there. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and I'm going to give you some feedback afterwards, uh, of course. And now we also had this glance behind the scenes around the summit, what was really fantastic. Also, Thank you, Dara, for being on Pure Mind Magic today and sharing all these insights with us. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe you have the same feeling than I, that this was just a ton of inspiration from Dara Brunston. So in the show notes, there is a direct link so you can reserve your spot for this great online summit, Life by Design, Not by Default, that is 
absolutely free. And when you're listening to this after September 14th, there's also a link where you can get some lifetime access for this great knowledge and all these amazing speakers. Also remember my book, How Podcasting Can Change Your Life is now on Amazon. I leave a link for this as well. So next week we come back to the midweek motivation that is waiting for you on Wednesday and on Friday. I have another interview with a great author from London, Mark Hapwood. We're going to talk about book writing and his work with the book happiness rules. So make sure to tune in again and be prepared to be inspired. Until next time, create some magic. Yeah.